I love, love, love it here. I'm like inhaling as much of the scent of the ocean as I can. From picturesque lighthouses to catching your own lobster dinner, this is the southern coast of Maine. I'm Monique Raymond. I'm a travel journalist and Marriott Bonvoy member. And on this podcast, we take you on the best kind of road trip, one where we focus on the stops along the way. Today, we're driving from Boston to Portland. Oh my gosh, what's there not to like about visiting Maine? The air is crisp and the food is fabulous. Our own little state is farm to table. You know, mostly what you're eating here comes from here. The people in Maine are just, they're down to earth. They are real. They have so much passion for whatever they do. It just has so much to offer. Not in the wintertime. <laughs> in the wintertime, it's different. I got to spend a weekend in Maine last year, and let me tell you, I couldn't get over how picturesque this coastal state is. I mean, the windswept rocky coastlines, the emerald green pine trees. I mean, it's clear why this is called the Pine Tree State. So on this episode, we'll look out at one of the most photographed lighthouses in Maine, smell fresh blueberry pie straight from the oven, and even board a lobster boat to catch our own dinner. Yes, you heard correctly, a lobster boat. <laughs> That's all to come, so buckle up. Today, we're taking a trip that crosses three states. You can drive from Boston to Portland in under two hours, but it's best to make a day of it and stop to enjoy the scenery and small towns along the way. We'll take off out of Boston along I-95 and cut across a sliver of southeastern New Hampshire before crossing the border to Maine. Now, we cruise northeast along the Maine Turnpike just off the state's southern coastline. This is a region known for its ports, sandy beaches, and summer getaways. The charming coastal towns and fresh seafood draw visitors from across the country. But nothing says Maine quite like a lighthouse. There are 65 lighthouses across the state, most of which are still in operation. These beacons are symbols of Maine's history, guiding local sailors and fishermen safely home through rough seas and storms for hundreds of years. One that stands just over the New Hampshire border is our first stop. We'll pull off the highway towards the town of York. This quintessential beach town is a popular family vacation spot for many across New England. For a breath of fresh coastal air, hop off Route 1 at York Village and ride up the length of York's iconic Long Sands Beach. Consider parking your car and dipping your toes in the always chilly waters of the Atlantic Ocean. Then we'll wind our way through residential streets lined with seaside personal paradises to a famous Maine lighthouse, the Nubble. I'm always in search of a great lighthouse, and this one just really touched my heart. It's a place for the kids to run and jump on the rocks. Locals here come to Sawyer Park for the best view of the lighthouse. This grassy hill ends in a rocky coastline just 100 yards away from the little island the Nubble stands upon. The 41-foot, white, somewhat weathered tower houses a vivid red light that glows in the darkness of night. Right next to the tower is a modest white house with a pointed red roof. The whole scene is a New England postcard come to life. But this spot is just as good for people watching. When the weather's nice, you'll see families picnic on lobster rolls and french fries, couples stroll hand in hand, and artists fill their sketchbooks. Just seeing how much people find it to be a romantic spot or an inspiring spot to write about or to take pictures of, that just really means a lot. Though the lighthouse's official name is the Cape Nettick Light Station, locals and visitors just call it the Nubble after the nub of an island it sits on. 
It has become the mascot of York Beach. You'll find the Neville silhouette plastered across T-shirts, mugs, and storefronts all across this coastal town. But when you set the touristy kitsch aside, this lighthouse holds special meaning to those who live in and visit the area. The Neville Lighthouse is special to me because I used to come up here as a kid. Because it's one of the first places that I visited after moving to New Hampshire. Because it's a special spot on a beautiful day. Because it is quintessential New England beauty. You see so much up there. So a range of emotion. People getting married up there. I watched someone propose to his girlfriend up there. And you also see people going up there with ashes from their loved ones. Jody Clark is a local author, born and raised in York Beach. While he took the nubble for granted as a teenager, as an adult, he decided to help capture the spirit of this local favorite. I do a lot of my writing up in my car at the nubble. So one day, it just I saw these people, you know, taking pictures and doing what they do up there, and it just kind of hit me that we should do a book about the nubble. But then I was trying to think, well, how can I involve my son with that? And then I said, well, let's do it through the eyes of children. They see it differently. They just want to chase the seagulls and jump on the rocks and watch the red light go around in the lighthouse. Together with his son, Owen, Jody collected over 30 submissions from kids who had something to say about the lighthouse. From those entries, The Double Lighthouse is Special to Me Because was born, a children's book and tribute to this defining symbol of York. This is one of the youngest ones, is age six from Orono, Maine. The nubble makes me feel so happy. I want to cry and smile at the same time. So happy that I I just have no words. (laughs) I just always wanted to represent where I came from. My younger self probably wouldn't have said that. I think as soon as you get out of high school, your first thought is, you know, you want to leave your hometown because there's nothing to do here and the grass is always greener. Then you're kind of like, you know what, there is no place like this. And it's, uh, you know, maybe the grass is not always greener. So, yeah, no, I, I, I love this area. There's no way we would we would move from here. Jody and Owen's book captures those elusive feelings that a local treasure like the Nubble provides. That feeling of being a kid and jumping across the rocks or chasing a seagull. It's a good reminder for all of us to take a look in our own backyards and see what magic we might be missing. Before we leave, York Beach is worth taking a stroll and grabbing an ice cream or bag of saltwater taffy before getting back on the road. As we pull away from the Nubble Lighthouse, we'll head back on I-95 and continue northeast towards Portland. About 45 minutes into our drive, we'll get off the highway near the coastal town of Kennebunkport. We'll drive past the town's shingled cottages and charming storefronts as we head inland to a farm in neighboring Kennebunk. This is our lunch spot, and the place tastes one of Maine's specialties. They're big and plump and sweet, and they're just delicious. In a single bite, you get everything that is Maine, and it's extraordinary here. (laughs) We've come to Kennebunk to satisfy my sweet tooth with the official state fruit, wild blueberries. Here at Wallingford Farm, you can find blueberries in just about everything. We have blueberry pies, blueberry jams, blueberry syrups, blueberry honey. Maine blueberries, also known as wild blueberries, are very different from the blueberries you might see at the supermarket. For one, they're way smaller. But what they lack in size, they more than make up for in flavor. 
Many people say wild blueberries are more sweet and tangy than traditional blueberries because of Maine's frigid winter temperatures, making them perfect as is or as the star ingredient in all sorts of yummy treats. But don't just take it from me. Here's what the locals have to say about their beloved berry. It's cold enough in Maine to grow blueberry bushes. We have cool nights and cold mornings. And this time of year, I think the blueberries thrive on that. I think they're smaller and more flavorful than the big kind of tasteless ones you get other places. The difference with the blueberries in Maine would be the freshness. Blueberries in Maine are the best because they're just from Maine. The hardest part? Figuring out what to order. I like blueberry pancakes the best. I'm a big blueberry muffin guy. I just tried blueberry ice cream and it was amazing. Blueberry cake is special because you have the fresh Maine blueberries paired with a nice dessert and then you have to serve it a la mode. For our family, you can't beat a good old blueberry crisp. (laughs) Everything here at Wallingford Farm looks delicious. But if there's one thing everyone agrees on, it's that blueberry pie is king. There's a lot of competition with blueberry pies in Maine and especially in the Kennebunks. And it's just, you know, we're very fortunate because the blueberries here are abundant and everybody puts so much passion into making the best blueberry pie. The perfect slice of Maine blueberry pie would be something with a nice thick crust, but a good ratio of blueberries. A nice, light, flaky, crust fresh out of the oven delicious crust a lot of sugar with one scoop of vanilla ice cream with a lovely scoop of vanilla ice cream (laughs) with a dollop of shane's ice cream on there vanilla it's classic you can't you can't beat it with the taste of those blueberries still on our tongues it's time for the final leg of our journey and portland is only a half hour away because of its great restaurants and proximity to both farmland and fresh seafood Portland is a destination for those seeking a true farm or sea to table meal. As we drive through downtown to the old port, we're met by cobblestone streets and historic brick buildings. There are bars and restaurants everywhere, but we'll come back to those later. Because right now, we're on a mission to see what it's like to catch real Maine lobsters. No Maine Coast road trip is complete until we get our hands on some fresh lobster. That's why we're headed down to Casco Bay to meet up with Lucky Catch Cruises. Now, I went on my first ever lobstering excursion with Lucky Catch while I was traveling through Maine last October. And if I'm being completely honest, that was the highlight of my trip. Picture this. You're on this boat with fishermen. You're suited up in these rubber coveralls with matching boots and big gloves. The air is salty on your face, and the boat is swaying from side to side. In my opinion, this is the quintessential Maine experience and something you absolutely have to do when you come here. Lobsters are more than a buttery, clock-racking good time. These crustaceans are a cornerstone of Maine's economy. Thousands of people are employed in the lobster trade, and it contributes over a billion dollars to the state economy every year. There's a proud tradition of fishing lobsters here, but the life of the lobsterman isn't for everyone. There's a lot of people that live in the city that this is sometimes outside of their comfort zone. This is Captain Tom Martin, a longtime commercial lobsterman who takes passengers out on tours on his lobster boats. And fun fact, he actually led the tour I was on last year. So what we do is we'll pick up the traps and we'll show everybody how to work the traps, how to bait the traps, how to set the traps. We've got aprons and pants and gloves so people get suited up and 
get some really good pictures holding lobsters and working on the traps and stuff like that. Captain Tom, like many of the lobstermen in Portland, started young. When I was a kid growing up here, my next door neighbor was a lobsterman. So that became my summer job starting when I was 14. And it's just part of the fabric of the society in Maine where a lot of kids will take up that occupation at a really, at a young age. The Lucky Catch Cruise isn't just about catching some tasty shellfish. So many aspects of life in Maine depend on having a healthy coast. So sustainable fishing has always been at the forefront. There's a lot of conservation efforts that we're really proud of in Maine to help keep the population of lobsters strong and healthy for the future. Captain Tom teaches visitors about Maine's commitment to protecting its sea life and how it's maintained its place as one of the most sustainable fisheries in the world. Learning about these practices was both necessary and enlightening. The most critical regulation is that every time we catch a female that's displaying eggs, we mark them as breeding females, proven breeders, by leaving a scar on one of the tail flippers, the second flipper from the right. We make a little notch. Every lobster we want to keep, if it's a female and she's got a scar on that flipper, she gets automatically thrown back for life. So that is something the main lobstermen thought up, and it started as a gentleman's agreement, and then it was passed as state law back in 1933. That's the primary reason why our lobster population in Maine is so strong and healthy is because we keep throwing back all these breeding females. And the sustainability practices of the Maine lobstermen don't stop here. So we also have to protect some big lobsters to mate with those big females. So we have a maximum size requirement, and that equates to about a four and a half or five pound lobster. So if somebody's from out of state and they're sitting in a restaurant and they pull out an eight or 10 pound lobster and they say, oh, this just came from Maine, it didn't come from Maine. Could be from Canada, could be from Massachusetts, but it did not originate from the state of Maine. The best part of a Lucky Catch cruise is if you haul in a nice lobster, you may have just caught your own dinner. What happens on the boat is that people have the opportunity to purchase a lobster for the wholesale boat price and bring it to the restaurant next door, and they charge you $12 plus tax and put a whole meal together with the lobster that you brought over. So you get corn on the cob baked potato or french fries and coleslaw. More often than not, I'll bring a lobster over there myself and then eat it in between trips when I'm out on the boat. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a fantastic meal to me. (laughs) And how many people can say they've had the chance to eat food they actually caught? Speaking of, there's a bunch of different ways to enjoy lobster. Captain Tom's tried it all, but of course he has a favorite. I think the most flavorful is still the old-fashioned easy way, which is just steaming the lobster in salt water from the ocean. I loved learning about lobstering, and it was so satisfying being able to catch my own lobsters, even though I wasn't particularly good at it. (laughs) Once we've cooked and cracked open that lobster, it's just a short walk to our hotel. Now, I recommend the AC Hotel by Marriott. Besides being right by the Old Port District with tons to do nearby, there is no better hotel in the city for views of the Casco Bay. Here, we'll kick back at the AC Lounge and enjoy some cocktails and tapas as the sun sets over the city of Portland. Just like that, we've reached the end of our trip through this beautiful coastal area. I hope you enjoyed this journey across southern Maine, because I know I did, and I will be back for more lobster soon. Oh my gosh, what's there not to like about visiting Maine? Maine is gorgeous. And one of the things I know about Maine people, too, is they really, really do love their state. They love the coast. They love the mountains, the lake region. People are very passionate about living here. And when you have that, I think that you have a good quality of life. 
About the Journey is produced by Marriott Bonvoy Traveler, Atwell Media, and me, Onika Raymond. Our Marriott producers are Robin Benefield and Jess Moss. Our Atwell Media producers are Mitch Bluestein, Christy Westgard, Elliot Davis, Naila Andre, Drew Beebe, and Tina Turner. Thanks to our guests on this episode for sharing their stories along the route. To sign up for a lobster cruise, go to luckycatch.com and you may just get on a boat with Captain Tom himself. For Wallingford Farms pies, you'll have to go there yourself, but you can order jams, honey, and syrup from their online store at wallingfordfarm.com. And if you're looking to see a photo of the Nubble Lighthouse, it shouldn't be hard to find online, especially since it is one of the most photographed lighthouses in Maine. You can learn more about this route and get other road trip ideas from Marriott Bonvoy Traveler at traveler.marriott.com. And if you like this episode of About the Journey, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you're still with us, here's the thought to go out on. I think that one of the main things to do in Maine is to not have a purpose in mind, but just to kind of meander and let it show itself to you. And if you drive up the coastline, there's nothing better than that because you're going to discover all of those little spots. I'm your host, Onika Raymond. See you next time on The Open Road. Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs. We hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen. Listen.